Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 69 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie. My mainest man. Willie, this is, um, this is sort of live. I mean, we're doing it right now. It's live, right? <laughs> uh, so technically, it's live. Technically, everything's live. Right, when it happens. Um, but yes, th- we have a perfectly good excuse for not doing it live on a Tuesday, and that's because Willie and I are probably, as you listen to this right now, on planes to Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. John Denver. John Denver. Um, yeah, we're going to the, we're going to the Springs. We're going to the Springs, USA wrestling, you know, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but we really wanted to do a Flow Radio Live because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's who's number one week, um, and, and yeah, we we had a, we have a lot we want to say, and we didn't want to leave you guys waiting a week or more. There's a there's a small, minute chance, no promises, that we might be able to get another kind of modified Flow Radio Live for you later this week, but that's that's probably not likely. But we will do so our darndest. Yeah. We're going to Colorado Springs for a couple of days, hang out with the USA Wrestling Boys, and then right to um, right to um, Allentown, Bethlehem area for who's number one. So we're gonna be we're gonna be road dogs for the rest of the week. Yeah, for I'm actually coming home for a day, then driving up. But yeah, it's um it's it's a busy. It's kind of it's the beginning of the end, Willie. Um, it feels like the beginning, right? It feels like we'll start this week and then things will heat up. Things, things are really going to heat up because after who's number one, Freak Show, Super 32 come in. I'm doing some North Carolina college trips, and it really doesn't slow down from there. November is insane. Super packed. So, yeah, I, I, it feels like the beginning, the, the real beginning of the season is, is this week. Clarion Open is November 1st. Goodness gracious. That's so, crazy. So we get the college stuff right away. I mean, yeah. soon, soon. I said like two two and a half weeks. Um, so, anyways, it's happening. It's upon us. We're here. 
this is quasi live. Thank you for for listening. Um, the, the, oh wait, first official practices were this week, right? Yeah, Saturday. Most uh, most. So pro- they had their first official practices, and then the Clarion Open is two weeks later. That, that seems like such a short amount of time. Yeah, I know it. It does, but I, I, at the same time. They've been practicing. I mean, not, right. you know, yeah, not, like not officially. half of those guys are there all summer long anyways, training and drilling. And so like for a high school, like when I coached high school, I couldn't imagine starting October 12th and then in three weeks sending mostly young first year wrestlers out there. But for college guys, I, I understand. And then for a lot of these, it's, you know, optional who you send to the open, uh, these opens. And it, it's really the... The duels were, I guess their hands are forced a little bit more, but for the opens, it's kind of whatever. Right. So the first big topic we want to hit is Kyle Dake on Friday um, said that, I, I don't want to say he made it official that he's moving up to 86, but, you know, he said he's he's going to test the waters at 86 in, in some overseas tournament and see how he feels and uh, see how he handles it. Um, so that changes up a lot, right? <clears throat> That's another Another guy into the pool at 86, along with David Taylor, who's already said he's going up, um, and Andrew Howe, perhaps, and perhaps what? others. Andrew Howe? Andrew Howe? What are you talking about? Andrew Howe's not coming up to 86? Why? I mean, yeah. why now? What's... People have been talking about Andrew Howe going Greco and going to the 86 since 2009. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... We'll, we'll see. I don't... So you don't think do he's you... going to do it? No. Especially now, he's the he's the he and Marable are are now the likely number two guy, you know, yeah. and one of them has beaten him. And Andrew Howe back in the day, and this is almost ancient history now, but when Jordan made his first team, the a lot of people don't remember how close those matches were and how um, close Howe was to actually stealing a match there. So uh, I don't know, maybe he does, but. So you expect Kyle to stay down? I, I do. Mean, it wouldn't. I, it wouldn't surprise me either way. I, I guess anybody moving out of the weight that Jordan Burroughs is in should surprise nobody. So for that reason, I, I'll agree with you. But I just don't. I just don't see it with Hal. I don't think. I don't think he will. And I don't think it translates well. Um, someone who is their their strength is their power and their positioning. I feel like he loses a lot of what makes mm-hmm. him successful at 86 and he's just going to be uh you know and also ran kind of guy where he can be a number two and number three and that has real value um you know yeah on an olympic year i mean you know injuries happen things happen um so 74 clears out a bit um what yeah what do you make of it so you know like you said how marable who else in there who who becomes you know now that um taylor and dake are gone or probably gone um, um Daringer comes the next year. Daringer, yeah. Um that is one guy that I think he he could it wouldn't be it wouldn't stun me if if he ended up being the number 2 or number 3 guy. Um just just based on the strides he's made the last few years. I think Daringer's in the mix, Caldwell, um Valencia? You know, Valencia what watching him at the trials, his defense is just so far behind. Um, his offense is amazing, but he gave up like in two matches at trials, he gave up 27 points and, Mm. you know, he's going to take an Olympic redshirt year and he can certainly 
make strides and improvements. And maybe he's the upside, you know, if you're setting a Vegas line right now and he's plus 2,500, maybe you, you put, I would put a $10 bet on that because I think the odds are good that he really makes a big jump this year. But at the, at the same time, uh, I think the guys like how who we've seen him um, compete with, I think they're still a big a big problem for him. So the seventy four landscape, it, it's I don't know. I don't see right. it's Jordan and everybody else. Right. We, yeah, and that's kind of obvious, I guess. And you know when when so when Marable beat him, do you recall the circumstances? Yeah, it was like 4-4 criteria win, and Burles never will admit it probably, but I think he thought he won. You th- yeah, that, that's what I heard too, is that Jordan thought he was winning. and um, Which, you know, take nothing from it, but it well, is. How did, how did Maribel score four points on him? I, don't, I think he got a takedown, or he might have had an exposure. I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch the match. He must have had bigger. I, mo- I watched it too, <clears throat> but I don't recall how it was. But so, in your opinion, I mean, is Marable a threat? Um, no, I don't think he's a threat. Um, because, well, first of all, it, it doesn't help that he's been kind of shrinking his body for two years, mm-hmm. down to seventy. Now he's gonna, he's going to unquestionably present. A, a lot of problems and maybe he's the toughest guy for, for Jordan to open up. But when, when push comes to shove and Nick Marable needs a takedown against Jordan Burroughs, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, 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 no, maybe against Burroughs, but uh, against all other guys, I think he's going to be uh, fresher. I think he's going to open up more. I think he when in all the time that he was at 70, I think he, um, what didn't just shut down just to shut down. He wasn't just cautious to be cautious and not get scored upon. I, I think he was conserving his tank. No. This no? Is, this is who he's been through college as a 65. I mean, it's just this is who he's been. He is a play it close, high, uh, high double, high single, um, hand fight hard, just be very hard to score on, pick your spots. This, that's just who he is. I mean, he, he'll admit it. He's like, I'm not, you know, people always ask, why don't I shoot more? Well, you know, this is, my strength is my defense, and my strength is my positioning. So uh, I play to my strengths. He's like, he's he's very frank and candid and honest about that, and I appreciate that about Nick. So that's why I disagree. All right, that's 74. I didn't even really anticipate getting into 74, but Nor um, it was but, a – it was a – um, oh, one point before you move on to 86, Willie. Does this not, this situation that we're discussing, does this not typify how, and I almost hate that this is true, but how much more important the Olympics are than the World Championships? I mean, guys uh, are guys are making sprints to, to different weights uh, in mass just uh, because they know what it means to make an Olympic team and what uh, a potential Olympic medal can mean for their lives. Yeah, yeah, I, it doesn't really sit. I understand it. I hate it. But again, it doesn't really sit well with me. You know, it does, like in, in the same vein that, um, and in I the same ha- way, in yeah, the same ahead. way that the regular season, you know, that the regular season in college doesn't sit well with you, um, that NCAA trumps all else, right? Right. You 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 hate it when the NCAA's are all that matters, quote unquote. Right. right? Um. And, I, and I've said it before. I, I hate that 
the Olympics, quote unquote, is all that matters, um, on the world stage because you know I we I did that thing that one time on on why seventy and sixty one shouldn't be treated as uh, uh, second class t- second class right um, same thing but it's the reality of it right you know, guys are going for the Olympics and um, and the path through Burroughs isn't the most advertising. Not at all. And when I say I hate it, I, I don't hate that these guys are changing weights at all. I, I think it's great. I'm excited for, for the new blood to these weights. What, what I hate is that we are, and maybe as economically, um, so dependent on this thing that happens every four years. And that's I, I just wish a world title, you know. What, I mean, in my opinion, a world title, I don't care. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, everybody's going to disagree with this, but a world title is a world title. In my opinion, Olympics is a world title that just happens every four years. I, that's, that is, that's how I view it. And maybe that is a, the worst way to view it. And, but we have to acknowledge that guys ramp up, come out they do. And, and that the Olympics are, I mean, the, the think- international community comes out in, I mean, uh, Tazimov, comes out you know he you don't see him and then he comes and he wins the olympics why because that's the one so right. we do have to acknowledge that i mean that, there's a guys in asian countries that skip the world championships <laughs> right you know, to uh, go to asians right because you know it doesn't matter as much as an olympic year it doesn't even maybe matter as much as an asian title to them but um uh, that's a scary mindset to me i i mean i i take i take nothing away from a, a guy that wins a world title um, one year doesn't mean less to me than the guy that won Olympic title. It just doesn't to me. I'm not going to buy into that. Yeah. I remember an interview a long time ago with Cormier where he actually like advocated that worlds was actually tougher than the Olympics just because of the, how big the brackets are. Um, mm-hmm. but he may be, what are they limit to the Olympics are limited to what? 18. I don't know what they're limited to, but that sounds, that sounds right to me. So much smaller brackets. I mean, whereas everyone can go to the worlds. So, so that's okay. I wanted to get that out about the Olympic World Championships difference. Now, eighty-six. Willie, go ahead. Well, you got Dake and Taylor there, and I'm suggesting perhaps Hal. And there's going to be others that move. Um, I think we know this. Um, oh, yeah. And so the question becomes, <laughs> you know. Okay, Burroughs is in a position that he's in, and number one, he's pretty much unbeatable. He's close to being unbeatable. He's as close as uh, an American that's ever beatable. When you right? consider when you consider what you have to go through to unseat him, which is not just beating well, that, that's that's prong number two, right? It's, right. Um, prong because because Marable's proven he's is, beaten, beatable. Okay, well. <laughs> Yes. So, there, but there's two reasons why people are moving. One, because they can't beat Burroughs, and two, because even if they would beat him once, it's still difficult to unseat him, even if they would beat him, right? Right. So, there's, I mean, <laughs> the main reason is he's unbeatable. Um, but it also, so you also have to ask the question, the almost unpleasant question. Um, why do why do these guys feel like they have a better chance against Jake Herbert when it's such a weight discrepancy? Right? Yeah. So so Dake and Taylor feel like they can move up 
12 kilos and have as good or better shot at winning the spot there than they do against Burroughs at 74. So that, uh, that begs the question, why do they feel that way? Well, uh, I mean, just uh, there's not a Burroughs-type guy there. And, you know, these guys, they all do camps together. They, they wrestle with all these 86 guys, and they probably know um, or think they know how they stack up with these guys. I mean, for, right. for, and for Taylor. That's, that's what I'm looking for. So Dake and Taylor have rolled with Jake, and they feel good about their chances, right? They, they, they feel like they can go with them. Yes, yes. And that, okay. But that speaks to a bigger th- thing with – that can be deceiving with right. Jake. Because, because Jake, Jake but, Herbert is the most <laughs> reputed poor practice room wrestler that anybody has ever talked about, correct? Uh, I mean, as, as far as I know, just the, the, the results in practice and the results – when quote the lights are on as a, a Willieism, I think they they couldn't be more diametrically opposed. I mean, this is a, we, we were there. Flo was there. He's having a practice match with Logan Massa, a high school senior that is probably twenty or thirty pounds lighter, and Logan's like beating him. It I mean just create. There's lots of stories. He just loses these matches in practice, so it can be. It, it maybe it's misleading. Maybe it's not. I'm saying I'm not saying Jake's unbeatable on the map, but I'm. I'm saying you can't put all your eggs in that, well, I beat him in practice basket. Well, now, okay, sometimes you get your hands on a guy and you say, I got a feel for him. I, I feel good. I feel confident that I can go with this guy, right? And when it comes to Jake, that might be misleading because everybody has said in the past that, man, Jake doesn't look too hot. J- Jake doesn't look good in – in practice, Jake never looks good in practice. He's he's has a reputation for being a poor practice room wrestler. Not like an effort thing. He just like gets beaten, kind of thing. Yeah. It's not like he's mailing it in in practice. Just to, just because we know what we're trying to say, but I want to make sure that's clear that we're not saying Jake's not working his tail off. Right. Which so he one hundred percent does. So I guess what we're saying is Dake and Taylor probably probably one impetus one reason. That they're making the move is because they have tested him, uh, they've got their hands on him in a room, and they feel confident. Yeah, and I truly think that for for Taylor, be, being able to eat and lift and and train like he wants to is is a really big part, big part of it as well. Dake is more that opportunity, but for Taylor, I think he really feels yeah, like he's so, out, outgrown Taylor has a big frame. Yeah, he does, and he looks. Uh, obviously, you know, he... Taylor has a big frame, and you know, for both of them, not not to like I uh, I get on you guys, I get on everybody in the community about um, when you guys talk about seating, 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 and I say, you know, I kind of defend it. Well, part of my defending it is that we're never going to see seating, right? At the world and, level, you're talking about, right? Right. So right. I, I'm dismissive of it, um, and so not to be hypocritical in that vein but darn it if there was an 80 kilograms we're not going to see it but if there was an 80 kilograms it would be perfect for a lot of guys including maybe dake and taylor including maybe a chris perry Chris Perry for sure you know chris perry's feeling great i know that i talked to him for a while a couple weeks ago it was really battling a, a lot of health issues just you know 
different things. He said he's finally feeling all the way healthy. He's never he said he's never been wrestling better. So he's someone that as he's going to look to try to qualify for for the trials, keep an eye out for him. Now he's not he's he's still just maybe a long shot for the Olympic team just because of of all the talents there and he is a little undersized and he doesn't have the the ton of ways he can beat you. You know, he's going to outsmart you. He's going to get on an occasional leg attack and finish. Um, so he's still a long shot, but I do think he could be someone that surprises some people um, coming this season. Yeah. So, so, um, so go, well, you know, he wasn't – he struggled for a long time with injuries, right? Like he wasn't – He was hurt at who's number uh, one. He was hurt at who's number one a year ago. Um, and I think he might have got hurt training for that, but he didn't tell anybody about it. He sucked it up and, you know, he said, I committed to this event and, and I'm here. But um, so he must have been struggling for injuries for a while, huh? It sounded like it. I, I can't I don't want to mess up the the time frame for him being him not feeling well. But it I, I want to say it went back as far as his college season and on through and it was a shoulder and it was a this and a that. So but. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's healthy and glad he's healthy now and just adds to, you know, 86 is maybe our deepest weight, honestly, whereas 74 was one we talked about. When you think about Herbert, Gavin, Taylor, Dake, Perry, Clayton Foster, What is Ed it going on with Ed Ruth? I don't, even, I don't know. Is he a wrestler? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is. A lot of people like Ruth's done. He's done wrestling. He's done wrestling. He's just going to fight. I, I don't know. I can't get that confirmed. I've tried to kind of find out and haven't been able to. Nothing's. It sounds like that's being at, at nothing. If nothing else, it's being considered. And so I don't know. You got to feel like, though, you stick it out through the Olympics, right? I mean, at least. You would think, but you know what? And I have nothing basis on whatsoever. But I think that Ed has got a taste of MMA and is just looking ahead. I just think I just think he's not in it anymore for wrestling. I just think he's not in it. Yeah, and that's possible. I, I don't know, and I don't know if we'll see him again. I, I kind of would like to. I mean, we could, we could get that. Um, you know, it was it was the long, the, the message board talk. Who would win, Ruth or, or Taylor? We could maybe see that, but it sounds like, you know, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows? Nothing confirmed. The only thing I heard is just kind of rumors from no sources at all. Just yeah, people, right. just like people talking, people speculating. So I don't know but what the deal is with that. But as I was saying, 86 is just stocked with, with legit dudes. Now, Jake's, you know, what was the world championships for Jake? Because – and I think you wanted to get to this, like how good he looked at the open, and then how good I mean he dominated it at the trials. Well, is that is that part of it too? Is that are people? When I say people, I mean Dake and Taylor and others that gravitate towards eighty six. Are they looking at Jake didn't do so hot at the trial or at the worlds? And so, yeah, maybe I can have a shot at Jake because the the Jake that was at the trials and the and the open, he looked fantastic. I mean, I I had him. I had him pegged for a medal or at least a medal match. Yeah, is that just us getting suckered into – I mean, all too often we just forget. We lose sight of how good Planet Earth is at wrestling. And 
You know, you're comparing him to Ed Ruth, who, while he did beat uh, a Salas Perez, um, you know, he he's still relatively unproven well, I, at the international level. It's a good question that uh, where we're getting suckered in by watching Jake wrestle American uh, counterparts, but I, in this case, I don't think so because he looked. It wasn't just he didn't look good at the trials and at Vegas because he was wrestling. Um, inferior opponents. He looked good in doing what he did. He even looked good against Salas when he wrestled him a couple times uh, in, in doing certain yeah. things. Um, and so if you compare the Jake, the body language, the positioning, the tactical stuff, what he was doing, compare those in all his matches this season to the one that competed at Worlds, he just wasn't himself at Worlds. It was just a bad performance. Maybe. Maybe that's true. But at, at the same time, he is, he, he's a little predictable, you know? He's got really one super, super, super shot. But I, I feel like, you know, the world is aware of Jake and where he's good. And I think we're getting out strategized a little bit there. I don't know. I, just, know? Think, I just think there was something wrong with Jake. I, mean, I don't think that was the best version of, of Jake by a long shot in Vegas. Perhaps not. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, for him, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. What What else? Let's Let's move on to topic number two. You want to talk a little bit about Ohio State stuff, or we can. We want... don't have to. Um. the The only thing I'll say is because we talked about basically yeah, basically everything, except for Bo going up to 174, which to me actually corroborates what I've been told, which is. This is what the lineup will be, but it might it's not going to look like that right away. But mm-hmm. eventually this is what it's going to be. So, this you know what, actually, that makes me think aligns with that. Yeah, that makes me think of something like, you know, Ohio State saying about Bo and then we'll see what happens. Um maybe Miles Martin will test him out and see what happens. Um West Virginia did that with Moisey last year. Now you wrote that it, they might um, you would guess they might do that with Keegan Moore this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about Brody Grothis at 41, but it'll take a while for him to get down. Maybe we won't see him for a while. Um, so is this something, I don't want to say new because it's been done before, but it seems like there's a lot more of these cases recently than there was before. Like usually, right, you start the season and you go where you're going and and you're wrestling if you're red, wrestling and redshirting if you're redshirting. I, I, I feel like right now, the last two years, there's been more of this, well, we'll see how they do. Kevin Jack last year, right? Sure. Um, there's been more of this, well, we'll see how the, they do. Maybe we'll change the weight. Maybe we'll pull the guy from redshirt. Maybe You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense because why, if a kid's not ready and you have the flexibility, then why send him? Um, you know, with, with Zeke Moisey, well, let's see how he does. Watch him at Hokie Open. Oh, he looks great. He wrestled right with Joey Dance. Okay, you're ready. And combine that with the fact that they had a 25 that got hurt. Um, Kevin Jack, you know, Sam Spino outgrows 41. You know, they waited pretty much all year. It was a couple weeks before conferences, before they finally pulled Kevin Jack's red shirt. Mm-hmm. And, and then he dazzles. Um, and... Yeah, I think the I think we'll see that with Keegan Moore, and I think for Miles, what, why wouldn't you? you? You're Ohio State, you have this flexibility. Why would you not send him to the Michigan State Open? Send him to a couple Opens. 
Oh, he lost five matches to to guys. Well, let's not let's give but him a year. Oh, he tore, tore everyone up. Let's wrestle him. It's typically not what we see, though, right? I don't know. We usually don't. We usually see them make a decision. I, well, I, well, in advance. When's the last time that you really saw some somebody do that, or at least, or do it in mass? Um, was Abinator the same situation, or did he go right away? See, I don't know. I, I that's the thing. I know what true freshman wrestled. Who wrestled as a true freshman? But I don't remember the moment. Um, it, it you know came out like I remember Jaden Cox was like right away. We all knew. Kyle Snyder was going right away. We knew Joey Dance was going right away. But, like, I'm trying to think back with Nico as a true freshman. I don't remember. I don't think. Uh, I think he was wrestling right away, but I just... Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm pretty sure... (laughs) I don't remember this many people being up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, And maybe it's a new new trend. I think it should be. I, I, I think it should be too. Why not? Why not figure out what you got and where your guys are at? Um, but it does go back to the theory that you hate is <laughs> early earlier season stuff doesn't matter as much as the end. Um, well, and it's you know, it's, are you going to use are you going to use this? Uh, you going to use your better red shirt fre- freshman to win a duel in December, or are you going to wait to see where he's at and maybe pull him uh, to go into action later? Right, and and it's not that, yeah, I don't know, the, the whole regular season NCAA thing. I don't want to get mischaracterized. They're like, that's equal to NCAAs. I just think it's given too much weight, just to clarify. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. why. So uh, your article on, your article on, that segues nice into your article, Red Shirt or Ready, um, you had a good uh, piece come out this morning. We led the week off with it. It was so good. Um and you hit on some of the guys, the, the top ranked guys. You did all ten, right, of the of the top ten, the top ten uh, recruits from this year, and then uh, select others. Correct. I did not do the the Valencias because it's already known that right. they are going to be redshirting, and it's. I do. I really have to explain that the Valencia brothers are ready to compete at the Division One level. Um, I just feel like that's so proven, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Not gonna waste your time there. I, I think they're ready. Um, so and then but, on the others, on the other top tens, uh, you were you were heavy on the ready side of the slate. You think a lot of these guys are ready to compete right now? Yeah, I kind of hated that I was like that. I didn't. Um, I don't know. I don't like to to blow smoke and be like, yeah, he's ready. He's great. Um, and thinking back to last year, that was not the case. Um, I said a lot of guys needed red shirts that were in your top ten. So it's not it's just a year-to-year thing, and I just happen mm-hmm. to be really high uh, on this crop. I think mm-hmm. a lot of them are really ready to go. One I really wavered on was was Fox Baldwin because he has such a so unique style, a um, go for broke. He has these puzzling moments where he makes mistakes that you wonder. It's like, Oh boy, what's gonna happen? But then he has these moments where you know he beats Alex Marinelli, right? And he's really, really good. So that was a tough one for me. But by and large, I just felt that so many, so many of these guys really could compete day one. I mean, Vincenzo is so good, and um, Massa. We've seen. I mean, Massa beat Jason Nolf, and and I don't care if it's freestyle. He was taking him down. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it's year to year. 
some top tens are, are better than better than others, you know? Uh, like last year, Bryce Brill, I really thought he needed a year. I really thought Nick Nevels and uh, Ryan Blees needed a year. And these are top ten guys. Same for Sebastian and Haynes. And a lot of it, too. So in your, in your article, you not only say if they're ready, in your opinion, or if they need to redshirt, but you also say what you predict they'll do. Because it's not only um, based on, you know, the decision to redshirt or not obviously isn't based exclusively on if you're ready, but also team needs. Of course. Like, um, no, there's no question that, Vin, in my mind, that Vincenzo Joseph's ready. But there's also no question that he's completely not needed this year. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, and this is going to happen, uh, unless Jason Nolf outgrows 157, like unless that's already happened, which I don't think it has, we won't see him. We won't see him this year. There's no reason, despite his readiness, to to wrestle him when you have Zane Rutherford at 49 and Jason Nolf at 57. Well, that'll be something interesting, right? What if what if Nolf doesn't grow out grow out of 57 after this year? He will. I know he's, he will. He, he's going up. He will go up. I think he'd go up this year, honestly, if um. I don't so, think he will, but I think he he could and be fine. So then you're saying something like Zane Chenzo Nolf the year after. Correct. Correct. Okay, and then and then Massa, um, is that part of a lineup situation too? I think so. I think that's. I think that. Well, first of all, just talking with people, it sounds like it's what they want to do. And you've got Sutton, who's okay, and you've got. I mean, if Taylor, you know, gets it together and is healthy. He, he's a guy who we've seen is is legit. He was, I want to say, round of 12 as a true freshman. And then just things have not materialized for him since. But the, the ability's there. So Big Brother, I think, is the logical, I mean, the logical choice if he's ready, if he's able to go. Now, Logan could, could go. Uh, I do worry about him at 65. You know, I do, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd like to see him get a little bigger. A little thicker. I mean, you think you stand him next to uh, Alex? What is Deringer. their what is their lineup going to be in, up there? Like freaking good. They're going to have 64. What, what is Michigan going to roll out? Brian Murphy, Massa, Mahomes, and um, Abinator eighty four. Taylor's going sixty five. I well, he's I don't think he's beating Mahomes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I feel like the. I feel like Taylor bumping up was a byproduct of his him getting injured and his I think a concussion issue which and made Mahomes. it really really hard for him to cut weight and then Mahomes tore his ACL I think it was ACL he hurt his knee and had to miss the year so and similar situation um, for JoJo Smith right no reason right. to use JoJo I mean Oklahoma State is absolutely oh. loaded in that wheelhouse in that 49 to 65 74 range crazy 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 depth like I I can't believe the kind of depth they they've accumulated they're like is Ryan Blees ever going to start he's so good and he there might not be a time or place for him to start I mean maybe he beats out chance for 57 I, I don't know I don't see that happening I feel like Chance is going to be the guy for them. I, I don't know, man. I uh... I mean, it does open up a little bit with Derringer, Derringer graduating, but still. Right, but it, it just seems like Chance will go up to 65 and JoJo's yep. going to slot in at 57. Right. Right? Unless, is JoJo going to get big and go up to like 74 eventually? 
I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see it. He he wrestled. You know he he, he always wrestle wrestles state, up. Wrestled a state tournament at seventy, but he always wrestled with a little gravy on him. You know he he, he wasn't cut down. Right, like, and he it, and he really didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he wrestle Fargo at sixty? Yeah. Right, and that was he was. I'd love, dude. I think he is so good. I mean, I always, I always had Joe uh, <laughs> ranked a little bit higher than most people. Everybody was like, "Oh, you just like him. You just like him." Um, yeah. Well, on the recruiting class rankings, like I'm allowed to like people there because I think they're maybe sometimes a better prospect than what they, you know, than what the, the results are. And and that was one reason. I just love Joe Joe's stuff. And he always wrestled heavy, so. Yeah, that was our we we had a big argument him and uh, Larry, mm-hmm. Larry early. Um, so yeah, that's JoJo. I think that no reason to wrestle him, but I think I think he could. I feel confident that he could. He's gonna step in. And I think he'll probably have some nice wins depending on the schedule he wrestles as a true freshman. Don't be surprised if he if he takes out a a couple of pretty tough kids. I just think All there's right. such diversity in his uh, on his feet. Like, so many ways he can score, it's crazy. He needs to get better on the mat. All right, I got one more for you um, before I pick out a few kids that were on the senior big board last year. Mm-hmm. One more guy to ask you about, and then I'll go into my my uh, the guys I identified. But Michael Kemmer at Iowa? Yeah. This situation? Uh, yeah, I think I think he's ready, but I don't... Uh... I don't think he's a 57 yet. Uh, maybe he is. Maybe he's bigger than, than I realize. But uh, if he was a 49, if there was a big hole at 49, Brandon Sorensen wasn't there, maybe. Maybe I could see it, see him going right away. Now, Iowa doesn't wrestle true freshmen. They one time wrestled Nathan Burak after he took a year deferred at the Olympic mm-hmm. Training Center. And that's the only exception they've ever made. So maybe if that were the case and... Kimmer was a 49 and Sorensen wanted to go up, which may happen eventually. Then I could see it, but there's, I don't see any way they, they don't give him a red shirt. And I think it'll be great for him. I think he'll get to put on a little more muscle, which I think he's a strong kid. I think he needs to pick up an attack to uh, his opponent's right or his opponent's left leg, his right side. And maybe it'll be good to, for him too, in the sense that Kemmer was kind of a guy that wrestled everywhere in high school. Maybe, you know, it's good to, Take off that um, I need to compete right compete, now thing, compete, and just compete. and just focus on getting better. I mean, not that he ever had a problem with getting better, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, like we saw we saw Nico and Zane Rutherford kind of take that approach. Just just focus on training, getting better. I hit, you know, I I'm sure Kimmer, health permitting, will hit a couple opens, maybe midlands, and and see from there, but. Yeah, I think that'll be great for him. And I, I really I really like Kimmer. I think he's very complete. I think he, he's been in the fire so many times, right? He's he's mm-hmm. wrestled in the best tournaments consistently, consistently. He's not going to get shocked and overwhelmed by Big Ten guys even. He can hand fight with these guys. He can attack the legs. He'll be fine. But he's okay. Richard. So um, who are they going to put at 57? Cooper? I guess. That's my that's my guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right, a couple guys I uh, wanted to talk about that was on the uh, senior big board to end the season. Number twelve, Zach Chaconis. I think um, there's no. I, I haven't heard. I haven't talked to anybody, but I bet you he goes right away. He's he's good, and he's like one of those guys. Another guy that I had 
probably overranked to what most people knew about him or thought about him. Um, he was a multi-sport athlete, uh, moved very athletic for a big guy, um, and I think I think Northwestern can use him, especially um, you know with guys that they're going to have Brill and 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 uh, Sebastian in the lineup. Um, I, I think Chaconis goes, and I think he does well. Yeah, I think he goes as well. You know, they redshirted a kid named Conan Jennings last year, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to go well if they if they use him. I don't think he's really a Big Ten Division One wrestler right now. His results were pretty rough, so I think, I think we do see that. I mean, but Northwestern will absolutely if they think they need to redshirt a guy, they don't care what it does to their lineup. They forfeited a weight all last year basically because they thought. Certain guys mm-hmm. needed to redshirt, so mm-hmm. they're they're principled in that, and I respect that. Um, so if he does, if they feel he needs a year, then then they'll give him a year, and they'll send out a guy that's probably not as good, is definitely not as good as Chaconis, but in the name of this is the best thing for Zach, so that's what we're gonna do. Okay, and then number fourteen, Xavier Montalvo. I feel like um, he was like a stock up guy, stock up, stock up, stock up. Went to Fargo, made the finals, lost to Bresky in a ra- relatively um, um, lopsided match, and then people were like, "Huh, maybe not, maybe he's stocked down." And and to that I say, that's just one match. Um, yeah, I was of match. the opinion that Montavo would be fine, and and at at uh, Flow Nationals when he won, he said, uh, "You know, I said Xavier, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, you're down at at sixty. Well, it was just one sixty plus five, I think it was." Uh, and, and whatever the case was, he was down a weight from what he was in the regular season. He said, "He said, yeah, uh, the coaches want to um, leave open the possibility of me starting at 165. So uh, maybe that still is a possibility. So maybe Montalvo goes." I thought that was the case at the at that time. Um, however, he, they they they're moving up. Um, this is crazy, Willie. I don't know if we've talked about this. Steven Rodriguez, their 41-pounder, is going to wrestle 65 this year for them. Stop it. I'm serious. That's 65? Yes. Because Brock Irvin is coming in at 41, and then Irvin Langendurfer, 49. Imar, 57. They're moving him all the way up. This is from, from the Illinois coaches. I'm not I making not this up. I did not So, who knows? I mean... That three weights, that's that's a, that's insane. I can't wait to see what he looks like. Um, but I, I think with that, they're going to see how Steven does, and I feel like they're going to want to be a little loyal to him because he's been a pretty tough he, guy for them. Rodriguez has been on an odyssey, hasn't he? Like his – yeah, he, he always got something going on. He was at Rutgers, then he was at Illinois, then, you know, he was he was really – really strong I felt like and then at the end of the season he wasn't so strong and now he's moving up and it seems like there's always something yeah so now this is the next chapter for for Steven so I I did feel like everything was trending that way and now with Steven going up I feel like they're gonna get let him have a year and Montalvo at 74 um, doesn't make sense with Zach Brunson there so I feel pretty strongly that he will take a retro but if something happens to Steven don't you know, he could step in, and I think he'll do well. And I think you're right. It's important not to overreact to his loss to Bresky at Fargo because, one, Bo Bresky's 
fantastic. And I think we kind of forgot that a little bit as he kind of had a lull of his own that we overreacted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the, the pendulum swings the other way. And now he's, you know, so I think that that affected how we viewed Montalvo. But I think he's going to be super as well. And then there was a few other guys that I had plugged in here to talk about. Uh, Jared Prince at Navy. I think he's a guy that wrestles a college kind of style. He's really good on top and mm-hmm. and stingy on defense. Good good uh, head-hands defense. Uh, um, Matt Savvy knows how to play the game. I think he could go. I don't know if he will. He will not. He'll be at their uh, – He'll be at the MAPS. or the, yeah, maps the, or, the academy thing. Yeah. So he's doing that for a year. But I think he, I think he can still practice with them or train with them or do something. I don't know. I don't think he's, I don't think he's gonna be off the map for an entire year. But I don't know. And then Keegan Moore, we talked about him a little bit. He was number twenty-three. Prince was eighteen, by the way. Keegan Moore was number twenty-three. And now this goes to show. This next guy I want to talk about goes to show. It's a little embarrassing how low I had him ranked. But the, you know, the final rankings were in April, and then, um, you know that. The, the the year is over. The year, you know, you don't you don't update the senior big board again after um, the kids graduate. So anyway, Patrick Lugo, I had seventy fourth, and then at Fargo, he just looked phenomenal. And if if I had it to do over again, he would have been much higher. But Patrick Lugo uh, at Edinburgh, um, he looked great. I don't know if uh, he was ready to go. I don't know what your thoughts are on that situation. And I probably doubt that he does go, but. Uh, Christian, what do you think about Patrick Lugo? I, I I was really upset that I forgot him um, because he was someone I had made like a mental note. Yeah, definitely talk about Lugo because I do think he's ready to go. I do think he's ready to wrestle day one for Edinburgh, and I think he is the he is a classic Edinburgh find. And I watched him at Fargo, and I feel like he just checks a lot of the boxes. I don't know much about him from a mat perspective, but on his feet, He's got the goods. I think he's got the physicality, the strength that he could come out year one and and do really well. And I think at, at as a forty nine pounder, um, you know, there's a need there. I believe for Edinburgh, and I think I think he could meet that need. And they've shown Edinburgh that is that they they'll wrestle guys as true freshmen, and I think I think he can do really well. So definitely keep an eye out for Lugo. Apologies for not having him in the the red shirt already article because he should have been in there and yeah having him at 74 whatever i mean uh you know you don't get to do it after <laughs> after you get to see him wrestle the tournament of his life okay um hey wh- while we're on the edinburgh thing what do you think about sean russell how was his results last year he'll be a he'll be a guy coming off red shirt yeah sean was just like super solid didn't beat anybody great did not lose to anybody um, that, you know, wasn't really good. Like, mm-hmm. so he was just like right down the middle, solid red shirt year. Um, and, and I think he's going to be fine. I think he's still kind of like he was in, in high school. He needs, he needs a takedown. He needs to, he can't be so short offense reliant, but I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be really good. I like Sean Russell a lot. Okay. Now let's dive into, Who's number one? It's who's number one week, brother. Brother, brother, brother. Good job on these lineups, too. Holy cow. Nothing but hammers here. All ones versus twos. I'm pretty excited and, and happy and relieved about that. Um, of course, you always want 
And you always want to get this is a third year, and you always want to get the ones versus twos as much as you can. And and um, you know the the concept behind the event is um, okay. You know you don't believe uh, this guy's the number one guy in the land. Uh, well, let's see you beat him. Let's take it and put it in your own hands, right? Don't put it in my hands. Don't put it in a ranker's hands. Um, here's an opportunity for you guys to determine who's number one. So we always want to get the ones versus twos where, where we can. And, and sometimes in years past, it hasn't been uh, possible every weight. Last year, we got a good, we got most of them. And this year, we got every match that we wanted to have, um, we got them, except maybe uh, heavyweight. You know, both guys are playing football, so um, nothing you could do there. Um, and so, but all the mats, all the, all the weights we have are one versus twos. And, and I'm really excited about that. I'm glad the way it came together. Yeah. I mean, last year I didn't get to go to the first twos. Number one, I was, I was somewhere else as we had a busy weekend that year, but last year it, it was, um, it, it was unbelievable how just the presentation and, and the atmosphere and the snake pit and how it all came together. And the wrestling was so so good, and I know... The wrestling was so good last year. You know, uh, I'll be honest. Um, there's, there's... Even though we have all number ones versus number twos, I don't think there's, you know, there, there's not a Mark Hall, Anthony Valencia-type hype no. a match. Um, but that being said, the kids last year, oh, my God, they were so intense, man. They, like, it was like everything was on the line. The kids wrestled. Um, and, and, you know, that's on the kids. That's all the credit to the kids. Uh, because, you know, they, they went for it. They, they went for it. And I I expect them, I expect them to do it again. But for me personally, you talk about the experience for me, the, the most fun of the whole whole event is that Friday when uh, they, you know, the kids get their gear and they do like a press conference and, and when they do a photo shoot and they get in all their gear and, and, we go out to dinner as a group, and, and then afterwards the kids are all in their hotel rooms and they're, you know, they're playing FIFA or whatever on the Xbox or just getting to know one another. And, and then they're, gonna, they're all going to go on and wrestle in college and get to know each other and see each other down the line. To me, that's the coolest part of the weekend. Yeah, it's cool to see that camaraderie. W- one thing I'll say, you mentioned there's, there's not a Hall-Valencia matchup, but it's not often that you get – the two best guys in the country indisputed that are in the same weight class. Like right now, number one for you is Mark Hall. Number two is Dayton Fix. So it's just like a lot of things have to come together to make a potential mega match like that even possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not only number one and two at 170, number oh. one and number two pound for pound. Like, pound for pound last year, yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- it's just not even possible every yep. year, and it wasn't possible this year. So that's something um, – what do you what matchups oh, yeah. that you like the most this year? Oh yeah. Um I well it's what I like and what I'm really curious and cuz like you know as someone you you watch a lot of wrestling and you feel like you know which way things are going to go. And I really am interested in the Gable Stevenson Jordan Wood match. And okay. I think uh, it is going to look I could be wrong. I think it's going to look really different from their their freestyle their freestyle matchup i feel mm-hmm. like and i don't know this i could be wrong maybe jordan wood was completely prepared for gable and gable is just that much better 
I don't think that's the case. I think he was completely caught off guard by how amazing Gable is. And I think Jordan's going to have a game plan. He's going to play to his strengths a little more. He is not going to take errant low singles against Gable. And I, I feel like freestyle really suits what Gable does. Um, we'll, we'll see how the mat plays a factor. We'll see how you know a, a longer or a different kind of match favors Jordan. I don't know. I, I'm just very curious to see that. Maybe Gable just pounds him again. I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious, too. I think there's a lot of things going on there. Like you said, um, and I think there was a little bit of mystery there for Jordan Wood with Gable sure. Stevenson. I think, you know, Jordan Wood was a returning cadet silver medalist. He's back as a cadet, um, number one guy in the country for the whole year, pretty much pretty much walked through everything else that he went through. And then he goes and he wins Greco at Akron. And then he's just going through the tournament. And he's going to have this Gable Stevenson kid who starting to get a little hype to him. Um, but is he the real kind of deal? I don't know. I'm Jordan Wood. I'm number one in the country. Just, you know. And then he goes out there and Stevenson is the truth, right? But was Wood ready for that? So now... Jordan Wood has had, you know, three, four months to prepare, three, four months to be mad, to be ticked off, um, three, four months to, to know that when Gable Stevenson takes a shot, it's for real. To, three, four months to know that when I take a shot, I better be committed or I better um, get out of trouble when he reattacks right away. So I, I'm with you. It's going to be interesting. You know, yeah. we, we saw matches last year that we saw matches last year that um, went opposite. Like, you know, when, when Hall and Valencia wrestled last year, there was a lot of intrigue. Who's going to win? Is it going to be close? Can Mark, uh, can Mark keep it close? Is Valencia now, did he just jump levels, and is he going right. to easily, easily beat Mark Hall? And Mark Hall goes out there and dominates, and after one takedown, after two takedown, after three takedown, we're looking at each other like literally looking at each other like, uh, is this happening right now? Um, and, and I'll tell you another one that was surprising. Uh, some, I mean, some people will deny that this was surprising, but when Kalatsik beat Keyshawn, yeah. I mean, that was, that was cut and dry. And I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, no. So um, every year we see, we see changes, you know, just as NCAA, uh, just just like NCAA, people change over time. People train different. People prepare different. And you get outcomes when, when the wrestlers are at such a high level. Um, you get outcomes that you didn't think were going to happen. Right, right. And we'll see, we'll see it again. And that's kind of, you know, you look, well, where's that going to come this year? And I think that, that Wood Stevenson is one where it's like, whoa. And for sure, I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Going into... Who's number one? I was like, Valencia's going to smash him. Like, I love Mark Hall. I was like, but come on. I just watched him tear up um, Isaiah, Isaiah Martinez, Martinez twice after mm -hmm. beating him close uh, a month before that. And well, I'm remember, like, remember Nick Nick wrote an article, Why Mark Hall Will Be Anthony Valencia. Yeah. And everybody, everybody from the community, they were all wrestling fans, including us. We were, clearly me and you were like, Come Nick. on, Nick. Come on, Nick. You're just hyping this up to hype it up. And it turned out to be true. Yeah, and it was primarily rooted in defense. 
Like that's where he thought a lot of it would come from. And it, yeah, he that was one of the that was a legendary call. So that's one. I the the thirty two thing is for not only because man, it's like a little mini bracket, and all four of these guys are so good. But I just think the these wrestlers are so uh, they're in, they wrestle an entertaining style, and I think there's entertaining yeah. there, there's great matchups too, like Pletcher Yanni. Uh, I think that's going to be really good, and uh, I think it's really good. Right. I mean, Luke takes a loss here and there, but I mean, if you watch the first two, you know, first period against Red, Pletcher was Pletcher out wrestled in the first two minutes. Yeah, I mean, really, the first two periods, you could even say. I thought because I think periods? did he get pinned in the third? I thought so. I don't know. I thought he looked great against Chad, and then Chad. <laughs> and but, so I think, yeah, Yanni versus Pletcher is going to be awesome. And, and, and Red Lamont and, and the consensus, I mean, the, I think the overwhelming feeling is Red. Red's, a, Red's awesome right now. Red's hot. He's a hot name. Um, Chad Red's amazing. Um, but Lamont has like this five and one career record against him. Really? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Watch out for so, the headlock. Yeah, I think th- th- we could... You know, I think conventional wisdom right now is it's going to be Yanni versus Chad. That's my thinking. But uh, I think the way these are two, these two are matched up, it's I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I think Luke is so at home and so hard to score on that you know maybe he can pick his spot against Yanni, get the takedown, and keep him at bay. I just think the point scoring potential of Yanni is so varied. So many different ways he can win. That's that's where that's where I'm at with Yanni. Though I think Luke is excellent for sure. So that's going to be a fantastic little group of four there. I love Nick Renan. I have like in the last year, last month really, I've come around from where I was like good kid, good wrestler to Nick Renan is going to win national titles in college. Like I just, I've, I've really moved that far on the spectrum with him. I just think I watch him. I'm like, Whoa, no holes, super athlete, very active, good mindset, good motor. I, I just love what he brings to the table. Yeah. He's a guy, um, you know, when you're, when you're kind of scouting kids since they're in eighth grade and ninth grade, um, some of them, some of them you have pegged, some of them become what you think they're going to become. And some of them, change for better or worse sometimes they they, they stay as good or, or or better and and um but then they change their style or something or something about them fundamentally changes um nick renan has been a guy that uh i like when he's a freshman i said he's going to become this by the time he's a senior he has been that every step of the way he's like not only been that in ability but also been that in in the way he does things. Um, so he, he was the kind of guy we, we had pegged right all along. And, and like you said, big things for Nick Renan, Nick Renan going forward. For sure. Uh, another another matchup. This, here's another one. I just don't have any clue what's going to happen. Teasdale, Bravo Young. No idea. No clue. Mm, Clueless. Yeah. What, what, I mean, I, I think it's a good matchup, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know which way to go with that one. I don't know either. I don't know. Either. I mean, I feel like it, I'm leaning Gavin. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Gavin, no doubt. Um, there's, there's no way that I will pick 
Roman Bravo Young, but I know I feel like the margin for error is close. Really? So you so you actually you're not saying it, but you actually have a pretty good feeling about that match, I think. Yeah, I think Gavin's gonna do what he does. Just, and that's and that's low single. Oh my gosh. He get he can get to it so consistently. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's a is he one dimensional? I, he's pretty good with it. He's got some elbow control stuff. High crotch. Eh, he look, I mean, you know, he wrestles. I, we said this to. I don't know if we ever said this on uh, on radio, or but we said it in conversation. He had wrestles of like an Oklahoma State style when I watched yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe you could call his low single stuff one, one trick pony, but stop it. <laughs> I mean, nobody can stop it. Right. He can get to it super consistently. I just feel like. He's been kind of caught before once. We saw it at PA States. Bravo Young, I feel like he's going to have the the strength, the power advantage, and that could be wrong, um, as Gavin's kind of blown up the last yeah, year. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where both of them are size-wise. Gavin Gavin has, you know, for a little guy, he's long frame. He, right. He could gain some weight. So A lot of other really good matches. Uh, of course, Fix versus Yates is going to oh be really, really good. Um, and, and probably a lot of people aren't giving Rudy much of a shot there, but I, I can tell you this. I don't think this one's going to get out of hand by any stretch. I think it'll be, uh, the, you know, with a minute to go, Yates is going to be in the match, in my opinion. We'll see if we'll see if that's right. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean. Obviously, you lean Dayton. but I'm leaning Dayton, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, Rudy's a scrapper, for sure. Um. I, you know, I lean Dayton. I think Dayton's going to win the match. Uh, what I can promise you is there'll be a lot of action because these guys bang. These guys go. Yeah, no question about it. Willie, we're coming up on uh, an hour now. We did right. it. We're, we kind of started like normally we start at 10 and we ended at 11, but now we start kind of like in the middle of the hour, so it's a little different. But we, but we did it. It's done. Is there anything else you want to get out there? No, nothing's stopping us. We can keep it rolling, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, just that. I'm excited. We're going to have a Colop bonus episode Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening to this on Tuesday, that means tomorrow. Um, so I'm really interested in that. The Colot response has been awesome. Um, it was like Colot week last week. It was so awesome. Um, and so we're going to have a bonus episode. So we're looking forward to that. Um and then, you know, this week we have uh, Night of Conflict and, and Conflict at Carver and Who's Number One. The press conference will be live on Friday, uh, matches on Saturday. So it's going to be a fun week, fun rest of the week. It's going to be a great week. Willie, you and I are going to be uh, reunited tomorrow in the Denver International Airport. And uh, then then we, we, we begin our journey uh, this week together. Uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening to this, um, I guess, archive match. It's not a live match up here, but um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Not, not sure when that's going to be, but it's going to happen. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys.